welcome to another episode of Black Girl Squee. I'm your host, Enda, no, also known as Enda's Corner at Twitter. And I am Dee Dee, also known as Dust Daughter on Twitter. You can contact the podcast at twitter.com at blackgirlsquee or by email at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. We also have a Tumblr account at blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com. Before we get started, we have a few housekeeping items. Uh, we are usually not safe for work because we swear a lot. Mm-hmm. We also have a spoiler policy meaning we spoil shit, so if we talk about something you haven't seen, you may want to come back to us later after you've already seen it. And we also sometimes talk about dicks. And For a long time. To, yeah, our listeners seem to like that, and since uh, we do talk about dicks, I have to say I made a promise to our friend at Tumblr, Jack Burton, said I would try to work in the word, was the cock and... What, what was she? What did she call that? It was a um, dicknado. Yeah, dicknado. <laughs> and <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. What was the other? Co- it was a cock something. Cockacane. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Burton says. I just love that all our friends are just as ain't shit as we are. And she is the wordsmith, so. Yes, she if is. You hear uh, new words? They would <laughs> they would come from her. Okay. All uh, right. Uh, speaking of which, we did get some feedback for our last episode. Our uh, first um, item in feedback is from me at Mimx Huge. I think that's how I would pronounce that. And uh, she said. <laughs> I looked for photos referenced in your latest DWIDP segment, and I believe Tom's message to us is that he loves petting pussy. <laughs> so, Mee's um, head is right where we're at, um, which is deep in the gutter. So, uh, you know, we had no choice but to agree, because um, that's where our thinking was going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me also said, I'm glad in your newest episode you mentioned <laughs> Cock Lighthouse. I'd like to share with you. Um, Pau uh, Hairs term, sea worm. <laughs> and I also just want to mention, Pa is also one of the hosts of Hoochim with me. So that's who we're working with, y'all. Yes. <laughs> So join the community of people who ain't shit and, yes. uh, you know, listen to both podcasts. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, also, in reference to our talking about the um, Netflix and chill uh, list, me, she also says that she adores the movie In the Mood for Love. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do, too. I mean, I, I know I talk about how sad it is, but it is kind of like a perfect film. If you've never seen it, you know, definitely. But, you know, be prepared. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and with regard to our uh, impromptu how to get away with murder recap and summary um, K-Rage said 
she's got her ex-girlfriend defending her ex-boyfriend for her husband's murder. Harem of murderers on speed dial. (laughs) This was my favorite summary. This conversation is so awesome. Well, good, because we're planning on uh, doing another one uh, this episode, because we have to talk about the last two two, uh, episodes of this really confusing show. (laughs) Yeah, because if you know what's going on, you're doing better than I am. Basically. Um, All right. If you can work out a diagram or some flow charts, that would be much appreciated. Send yes. it at Black Girl Squee. All right. So um, thank you very much for the feedback. Remember, you can add us at Black Girl Squee um, on Twitter or email us at BlackGirlSquee at gmail.com if you want to give us feedback. Or leave a review on iTunes. We'd yes. love that, too. Yeah. iTunes reviews are great. Okay. So on to Squeeworthy News. Uh, first thing, we have two Empire writers are going to write a movie about the mother of hip-hop, Sylvia Robinson. This comes from a report from the Hollywood Reporter. And those of you who don't know who Sylvia Robinson is, she created Sugar Hill Records back in the day. That was like the late 70s and you know the Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight, which is pretty much the first rap album to um, hit the mainstream. That comes from her um, work. Uh, Sylvia Robinson, she was also part of a, a duo called Sylvia and Mickey. I think it was in the 60s, back in the day. And they have this song that you you hear every once in a while. It's called Love is Strange. You should you know look it up on YouTube and listen to it. You'll know exactly what it is when you hear it. But anyway, um, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Carlito Rodriguez and Malcolm Spellman, the writers on the um, Fox series Empire have been tapped to tell another music story. This one centered on the late Sugar Hill Records uh, co-founder Sylvia Robinson, who is an influential rap pioneer and producer known as the mother of hip-hop. Right now, there's not a um, title for the project. They're just um, kind of riding on the success of Empire and also straight out of Compton. So we'll have to see where this goes. I thought it was funny that um, Warner Brothers bought this project weeks after Straight Outta Compton yes. <laughs> um, went number one and yes. um, Warner Brothers declined to make Straight Outta Compton and ended up uh, yes. being a big hit for Universal yep. so <laughs> just so, grasping yeah, yeah I know and plus you know because Straight Outta Compton got a lot of criticism for the way women are treated in that um, film and you know for not really and kind of ignoring women's experiences in hip hop with that, and so they go to the top woman <laughs> ever, you know, in you know the rap game, and you know they they want to see if they can make this a success. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying not to judge right now because you know it's like I haven't seen Straight Outta Compton, and I'm not as into Empire as you know I am everything, but I'm kind of hoping. I mean, especially since this looks like it's going to be a woman-centered story, they don't make it all soapy and too overly melodramatic like because I mean I don't want to see that in a studio film you know fine for TV movies and TV shows and things like that I can handle that but I don't want to see it in a in a you know, film in a... well they said that this film is pitched to be more like American Hustle than um, an actual music yeah. um, biopic Which, so It'll be. It's going to focus mostly on the, you know, the chase to 
release the first rap record and then I guess uh, make the first rap hit so um, it'll be focused more on the work than on um, her life and um, life story and everything like that so. See now, now I'm not. Re- I'm really not excited about this now. I mean, tell us Sylvia's story. Well, if you don't want to do it, get a woman to do it. Yeah, that's that was that was my biggest um, thing because I'm I'm all about hearing about um, the work and watching people work. But um, yeah, I, I um, kind of was hoping that of all the writers on Empire, there would be some women that want, wanted to write on this. But um, yeah. Maybe they'll bring some in later. I don't know. Um, yeah, no. So we'll see. You know, yeah. right now it's just being, it just got bought. So yeah. I mean, I'm skeptic, but I'm gonna try to remain hopeful. So, we'll see. So um, the next piece of news is that Laverne <coughs> Cox is going to lead Fox's movie uh, remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. She's going to play the iconic character Dr. Frankenfurter. And uh, this is a great role for her and also for, you know, just trans visibility in general. Um, The article that... um, I read announcing this casting made an interesting comment about whether or not the (laughs) script will be updated to um, more, uh, you know, trans-friendly or politically correct um, terms. Um, I don't know, will Laverne actually sing or actually want to sing Sweet Transvestite, or would she want to use some other some other uh, modern and uh, non-offensive terms. Yeah, that's actually what I was really kind of concerned about, like, because, I mean, Sweet Transvestite is really kind of this iconic focal point of the whole film, but I'm like, with Laverne playing, I mean, I know everyone's saying is that, you know, Frankenfurter is an alien, but I'm like, still, um, um, Laverne Cox is a trans woman, and so I'm like, the only way I kind of see that working is if she's in male drag, you know? But I'm like, I don't know if that's, you know, a triggering thing. I don't know if, you know, that's, um, I don't know if, I don't know if, you know, well, like I said, I don't know if that's triggering or anything like that, you know, for her. So I'm not sure how it'll work out, but thing is, I'm, I know she's smart and savvy. And so I'm like figuring she already has an idea of, what's gonna you know happen with this so I'm, I'm kind of trusting her you know with this you know that this is gonna work we'll see she's lined up a lot of different roles I think she had yeah. um, a CBS <laughs> series as well yeah that's gonna be coming up so I'm wondering what's gonna happen with her character on uh, Orange is the New Black because she's got all these other um, pro- um, <laughs> jobs in the pipeline and uh what about that that first yeah. job? So yeah, but you know, I think series for like net for like Netflix series, they probably do like the same as they would with the movie and like spend maybe like five or six weeks shooting because they do all of it at once. You know, there's not like we have to shoot this episode today and shoot this episode, you know, two weeks from now or whatever like that. So I'm figuring, <clears throat> excuse me, 
that her time is probably compartmentalized, you know, in that way, like, okay, well, I have this time to schedule, you know, to shoot Orange is the New Black, and then if, you know, the CBS series is working, then, you know, then that's probably a longer um, time frame, and yeah, Rocky Horror is going to be a film, so yeah, maybe a a few weeks of shooting that, too. I don't know how long, like, rehearsals and things like that, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a... It is a lot of time investment. Plus, she does a lot of activist work and stuff like that too. So, get them checks. Girl. <clears throat> yeah, I know. <laughs> Laverne, busy. Yeah, Matt. Good night, Matt, mad, girl. So, right. to this news, we want to give a huge squeeze. <laughs> That's okay. awesome. Keep working. Um, All right. Next in our squeeze-worthy news. Misty Copeland and Tracy Oliver, who was a writer for Awkward Black Girl, a new Fox Dance series. And let's see. Like said, right now the show doesn't have a title, but what it says, the description here says it's going to follow a group of young, diverse dancers, all competing for spots at a top ballet company. So what was that? What was that movie back in the day with Zoe Saldana playing a ballerina? Oh my God! Center stage. Center yeah. stage. I've the this article says it's going to be Black Swan meets Mozart in the Jungle, but I'm thinking it's going to be more like City Stage. Yeah, so I'm like I've, I've, Center I've Stage. Yeah, I mean I've seen that movie. It is like thing is it's kind of one of those cult hits, but it's I kind of like it even though it's a bit cheesy. But I mean, I don't know. But um, yeah. So I'm wondering if I don't know if Misty Copeland will actually be in the show, or if she's just going to be the one developing it. But you I know, think she's probably just going to be behind the scenes. I don't think yeah. she has time. Yeah. I mean, she's a principal dancer at the American Ballet Theater. She don't have time to be in a show every week. Yeah. You know, well, like you said here, I mean, there are two women of color, well, I'm assuming two black women who are behind this, and that's actually pretty, you know, thrilling, especially, you know, with this being about ballet, because it's like, I don't, yeah, the only time I can remember seeing black ballerinas are in these one roles, like Zoe Saldana and Center Stage, and I mean, I can't really think of anything else with black women and ballet in it but I don't know about with this show because I didn't, they don't say anything like who's going to be who because I'm thinking they're probably just going to do like an open audition and you know choose whoever they want to see who's going to compete or they're going to actually find people they think going to compete but they say young diverse dancers that's I'm kind of looking at that like maybe that's going to be code for <laughs> a couple of token people of color and I'm really hoping it doesn't happen that way so I'd love to see like mostly people of color in this we'll see but um, I think this is just um, great for Misty and she continues to find new ways to uh, develop a new fan base for ballet and increase and diversify the fan base for ballet yeah, exactly. so exactly. this is just is just another brilliant move by her. Yes, it is. So, to Misty and Tracy, we give a big hearty squeeze. 
Okay, so in our last um, in Squidworthy News, have you seen that series Chewing Gum? No, I haven't. Okay, it is a British comedy series, and I've only seen like three episodes of it. I think only three have been released right now, but I love it. I love this show to death. It has a dark-skinned black woman in the lead. Her name is Michaela Cole. She is adorable. I mean, she is perfect. I, I love her in this show. It makes fun of, you know, sex, religion, pop culture. And her character, Tracy, she just has this cutest obsession with Beyonce. And I just find it hilarious. She puts Beyonce on the same level as Jesus. And she prays to both of them. <laughs> It, it is so funny, and it's like, um, in these episodes, the first few episodes you see, um, it actually, it's, it's pretty, um, I hate to use the word diverse, but it is, you know, more focused on, you know, like, this, um, uh, this group of people that are within her, um, circle, like, these, she looks like the place she lives in looks like would be the equivalent of housing projects here in the States. But I don't know what that type of development is called over over there in England. But, you know, it's urban. You know, when it starts out, she has this boyfriend. But the boyfriend is really, really, really heavily Christian. But she wants to, you know, have sex with him and move on to that part of the relationship. But he doesn't want to. And she finds out later that it's not all about him being Christian, the reason why he doesn't want to sleep with her. But then I think, I think she's finally dumped him and she has a new boyfriend now and all of these things that are happening you know she's trying to get you know a better job because you know she works at a corner or like a corner store right now and all and I mean but if you see the show her comic timing is perfect she is just insanely funny and you know, like I said Michaela Cole is just the best I mean, my description is not doing the show any justice so I needed to come to like Netflix Hulu you know PBS you know something that's just going to give you know people to the states access to the show because i had to access it through, through my own um means and ways and i won't say what those are but uh if you've never seen chewing gum look it up you know try to find it somewhere you know you gotta hook up from somewhere you know watch this show watch this show watch this show all right and <laughs> So for Chewing Gum and Michaela Cole, we'll give a big squeeze. Watch Chewing Gum. Okay. <laughs> well, you'll have to give me them links off air. <clears throat> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So our main topic today, we're going to talk about black women in web series. Yay. Yay. Okay, so as you know, uh, most of you may know, this past week, the show Misspelled, you know, came back, and that actually features five women of color in the lead. And uh, I thought, looking at this, we can talk a little bit about a few of our favorite web series and some ones that, you know, you get to know better. Because web series are really kind of this area where black women are just know telling you know really great compelling stories and as you can see with you know Issa Rae awkward black girl it led to you know all these development deals and things like that that she's getting and you know she's moved on to HBO so uh 
want to talk today about a few of the shows we think are really, really good, and then we can move on from there. So, which one do we want to talk about first? Um, well, the first one I saw was um, Aki and Saltfish, Yay! which was a um, five-part um five part plus a little movie um, yeah. web series um, directed by Cecile Emike mm-hmm. and it features two two women who um, two friends who live together um, Rachel and what's the other girl's name I forget the other girl's I name forgot. but um yeah they they live together and it's basically just comic hijinks and mm-hmm. you know little make you know just uh arguments over nothing yes <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like that and just rants and people ranting um uh, one of the friends just likes to get their rant on and is kind of dramatic about everything so mm-hmm. um it's just um kind of slice of life comedy yes um just uh, about uh, two women who are, you know, share the same space. Yeah. So, um, that was fun. Yeah. I think my favorite episode of that, though, is the interview. Because it's only like five minutes long, but it's like, you know, she's not going to get to the interview. But it's, it's, I thought it was hilarious because she's trying to get um, her friend to smell her breath, breath. Make sure her breath is okay for the interview. <laughs> And it's so funny because at the end, yeah, she finally does smell her breath. And she's like, oh, that is so nice. How did she get your breath so It's like you used Febreze as mouthwash or something yeah. like that. And I was like, okay, girl. <laughs> she she goes from one extreme to the other. I know. Just so. saying, absolutely, no, I'm not going to smell your breath. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you need that friend in your life, though. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. The, yeah. Also, wanted to mention like Aki and Saltfish. That's actually one of the only other like um, series I've seen with like black women in a lead, and like, and it's kind of has that British wit that I love. The same, you know, that I'm trying to, I was trying to um, describe with um, chewing gum. I mean, you don't really see black women in too many, like, in especially in leads and it's these British series I was kind of going off about that on Twitter a while ago but yeah definitely if you haven't seen Aki and Saltfish it's on YouTube you know watch it on YouTube and we'll um we'll we'll link to it in the show notes they also have their own site um akiandsaltfish.co.uk um but if you if you see the web series on YouTube, um, they'll refer you to that site as well. Um, so the next web series you want to talk about is Misspelled, and I really enjoyed this one a lot. Um, <laughs> it's about um, five witches um, who are st- who are still um, trying to figure out their powers. Yeah. Um, and they started figuring it out when one of them, uh, Gladys, accidentally uh, kills her boyfriend, <laughs> and they try to bring him back to life. Um, uh, and the results are 
juries out on whether they actually brought him back to life or some evil doppelganger. Um, it was it was interesting because you get to see all these different personalities and it's very well acted. Yes. And, um, it just makes you want to see more. Yes. Yeah, and like we said earlier, they're all five are women of color and like three or four of them are also plus size, you know. You know, the, these are like, they look like women I'd hang out with or, you know, I do hang out with, you know, anyways. And, you know, they're just adorable. They are so adorable. Gladys is kind of mean, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. I don't want to get her angry. Yeah, that's true. But it's like still, it's like, I, I love watching them interact with each other, though. But it's like, you kind of like, well, does she really hate her or, you know, because it's like sometimes it does feel like a couple of them only tolerate each other because they've realized they're witches and they're the same. And, and they're more powerful together than apart. Yeah, I, but I actually kind of like that, you know, because it kind of makes it, you know, a, you know, a bit more realistic. Like, you're not going to always like this person, you know. You know, not everybody's going to always be nice, but it's like the show is so hilarious. The show is so funny. So definitely check out Misspelled. If you like Charmed, if you like um, Practical Magic, anything regarding witches. Um, yeah. And wanted to see more women of color in those kind of situations, then definitely check out Misspelled. Yes, definitely. And now we'll move on to Polyglot which is a series by um, Amelia Umhiri, uh, which follows a woman as she travels throughout Europe, um, an African woman as she travels throughout Europe, um, uh, trying to make a name for herself as a poet and a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only three, no, two episodes. Yeah. I'm working on a third now. Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting the the second episode is really poignant yes it gets into you know her background and the background of um old um people like her um who have come to europe trying to you know better themselves and you know had their you know credentials kind of dismissed right um and have to find new avenues of uh, making a living um, because people don't want to acknowledge their degrees and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and uh, just the the way that um, families get scattered when they um, try to leave um, um, their, their home countries in Africa. seems like they were trying to get away from something um, in their home countries. Um, yeah. And uh, so um, because um, Amelia's character has doesn't want to talk about where her parents are, so I'm getting the feeling yeah. that they aren't with us anymore. Yeah. Um, and it might be because of what happened in her home country of Rwanda. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, it's a lot of it's it's very it's very subtle, um, so it's you know kudos to the writing for a web series that they handled it that subtly, and you kind of have to figure things out through context clues and things like that. 
So, and and we also get to see, you know, somebody um, doing uh, doing hair, you know, greasing scalp, partying yeah. it, and all that good stuff. Yeah. All this hair care. Yeah. She, she even watches a YouTube video on how to. <laughs> Yeah, on how to um, do her hair. I love that scene. Oh, I love that scene so much. I mean, it's just like you can recall, you know, when you were a little girl or whatever, you know, and you, you know, sat between somebody's legs while they did your hair like that. And I mean, and yeah, it's don't move, don't move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, oh my God, that scene is just so beautiful. Yeah, just, it kind of reminded me of that scene in um, How to Get Away with Murder last last uh, season. Yes. But um, this was even better because it was even longer, and you got to see, you know, how much work goes into it. Yes. And, um, yeah. Um, so definitely check out Polyglot, and that the third episode looks like it's going to be really good. It's going to focus on some other rappers. Yeah. And whatever beat they were playing behind that um, episode three trailer was kind of fire. So yeah. I can't wait to hear the full song. Yeah, I know. So. Polyglot, Amelia Umhiri. Um, we'll have a link in the show notes, but it's just under her um, her web channel under her name. Um, so now we'll get to uh, Reagan Gomez Preston surviving. Yes, she's kind of like a zombie apocalypse story uh, featuring women of color. Yes. And um, very exciting so far. I think we have three episodes. Yeah, there are three episodes, and I think she drops the series every Tuesday. And always on a cliffhanger that leaves yeah. you wanting more. Mm-hmm. But um, it follows um, a doctor, Dr. Robinson, and her sister as they try to um, uh, figure out how to survive in a zombie apocalypse. And um, I'm kind of interested in uh, seeing how their mythology um, develops and how their zombies might differ from the ones on The Walking Dead or the ones on iZombie or other zombie shows that we see. So I wonder if hers will be different or they will follow one of their, one of those other shows rules. Yeah, because I'm thinking, well, especially with the title and, you know, the flashbacks with, you know, little, when she's little with her dad, are we going to actually get to see her having to go out and, you know, survive? But I think so, because it was as well that he was prepping her for this. And I'm yeah. Like, did he already know? Yeah, that's what, what I was, was his, What's his deal? That's exactly what I was wondering, because he told her exactly what to do just in case... Well, his I think his words were just in case anything goes down. But I'm like, did he kind of know? Yeah. Is he a doctor just like her? Yeah. Um, yeah. What is the meaning behind that tattoo that she has on her neck? Yeah. I noticed the patient looking at it um, mm-hmm. in the first episode. Does that have something to do with the whole story? Um, yeah. I wonder, you know, if the if if her dad was a doctor too, and he was involved in whatever caused this um, uh, zombie thing to happen then you know yeah, that'll absolutely. be really interesting that'll be interesting wrinkle 
yeah, I really want to know what's going on with the dad because I'm like, he knew too much way before. I mean, like, this was years before, you know, it actually happened that he's training her. Mm-hmm. She was a little bitty so, girl. Yeah. All she wanted to do was go to the skating ring, but he's out. She, he's out there teaching her how to shoot bows and arrows and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, see, see, now I gotta, I, I gotta find out because I, mm-hmm. I really, yeah. Come on, episode four. Come on. <laughs> right. okay. And um, if you want to donate um to make sure that we keep getting episodes, uh, go to reggaeandgomez dot com and hit that donate button. Yeah. You know. Yep. She'll tell you every time. Yeah, <laughs> every <Sure>. time. <laughs> <laughs> if you want more, hit that donate button. So, um, the last one we want to talk about um, right now is uh, CW Seeds Vixen. And it's different from the other series that we talked about in that it's not live action. It's yes. animated. And um, hopefully will lead to bigger and better things for the character. It's animated instead of live action, yeah. and hopefully will lead to bigger and better things for the character because um, Vixen is more powerful uh, than uh, Arrow and the Flash combined, and um, she's a lot cooler. Yep. <laughs> and I don't see why she doesn't have her own show yeah. on CW um, instead of four or five minutes of animation exactly. on CW Seed. Exactly. Yeah, there were like only like six episodes. Mm-hmm. And either one is more than five minutes long, and so including credits with each episode, the whole thing doesn't even last half an hour. So it's like we got maybe one episode for you know this you know whole entire run, and I'm like, it's kind of irritating because it feels like they're they were like, okay, well we give this a test run and see if we can get you know an animated series. I'm like, every. They should have known, you know, when everybody got excited, you know, that when the series was announced, they had a base for this, you know? And the series really is pretty good. The series is good, you know? Yeah. I did that. I mean, did they focus group The Flash and Arrow this hard? I mean, oh. I want to know. Um, this is this is wild. It's, it's They're being very, very tentative uh, with this yeah. character, and it just it, it makes me mad. Um you see the success of all these um, shows led by black women, but yeah, uh, they're being—they're really um, being very tentative about this. Um, so, and I'm really hoping that it'll, it'll be live action because uh, Megalyn Echinwoke deserves to be on the screen. Um, yeah. And she did a great job voicing uh, Mary McCabe slash Vixen, and she'd do an even better job portraying her on the on TV. So she really needs her own live yeah. action show. Yeah, that would be that would be my show. Um, and it, yeah, I know. And if for some reason you still just cannot bring yourself to do a live action film with a black, I mean, show with a black woman I mean this this show gives me all kinds of like static shock vibes and I loved static shock when that was on and I'm like look you know the audience is here people were really excited to you know live tweeted and then found out it was only five minutes and so then they just started having discussions afterwards I'm like your audience is here your audience wants this make a damn show I know just oh man but I don't know. It just seems like it's hard. It's harder for um, black women in 
sci-fi genre TV than yeah. it is for <coughs> straight-ahead dramas. But um, yeah. I mean, look at my beloved Minority Report. <laughs> they won't let it live. They won't I'm let like, it cook. The thing is, though, we can talk about this later too. But it's just now starting to, you know, just really get its legs. I mean, we're finding out about Laura's family, you know, and it's like, you know, and plus I just kind of like that, you know. You have the one evil cog, precog, and you, the other two. One's kind of shady, but you know he'll eventually do the right thing by his twin, and the other one is working with Laura. I mean, I kind of love that premise of that, and I'm like, you know what? Let this give this show time, you know, to get its legs, and you know, give it time to let it be great. You no, know, maybe it wasn't like a hit right out the gate, but you know what? Give it some time, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's starting to evolve nicely, and I'm really starting to like it. So, and it's it's giving me it. I don't know. It, it has a little bit of an Afrofuturistic vibe. I mean, yeah. we have black people in the future um, mm-hmm. doing doing things, and I just I I really like this show. Yeah, I just I need it to stay around. Yeah. Um, Especially after what they did to me on um, almost almost human, they they need to give me this. Just give me this. I know. Well, Damn Fox. I know. <laughs> but if you want to see Vixen, go download the um, CW Seed app on um, whatever your device is. Download that, and you can also watch Almost Human on that app too. Oh, that's <laughs> cold. That's cold blooded. It is. Up. But you know, like relive the memory. <laughs> but CW Seed as almost human. That's weird because it was a Fox show. I know. I don't know how they acquired it, but they did. That's messed up. Yeah. Okay. Well, if 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 Fox dumps my show, they I need somebody to pick it up, like Netflix or um, Hulu or somebody to pick it up because it's. This is good. They need to pick up Almost Human too. It's not too late. You can revive it. They revive series all the time. Making good in yoga pants. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, can I just say though, am I the only one who ships Laura and um, Akila? No. Okay. There's, bl- there's blogs. Okay. There's a oh. blog called Laura Akila. Oh, there is? Yeah, on Tumblr. Yeah. Oh. Okay, because I didn't know. Because I'm like, cause I'm like, I cannot be the only one who sees that. No, <laughs> you're a skipper on the ship, SS uh, Larkila. Okay, I'm like, I, I'm like, okay, y'all not seeing these two, because <laughs> there's okay. And we finally found out what the marks on Akila's face were. They're tattoos to um, uh, uh, circumvent uh, facial recognition scanners. Yeah. So. Oh my God, I love her. Yep. Damn. Oh, see. So she's the tech. She's the tech person. And she's she the tech person how, that yeah that scans everybody else. Yes. And knows how to see. See now. Nah, see now. I'm really like okay, Fox. If you fuck this up, see, I'm gonna come there. I'm gonna thank come you over for there. thank you for getting on the train. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little late, but thank you for getting on the train. No, 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 no. I've I've been kind of just waiting because like I needed something this show to have time. Like okay, I'm kind of liking this. I'm kind of liking this. But the last episode they aired, I'm like yeah, yeah. Give this show some damn time. So. Just, 
anyway. Okay. They, well. they, they gonna, they gonna let Scream Queens prosper, but... Ugh, I've never watched that. Exactly, I have no interest in that crap, but, um, whatever. Okay, but I just wanted to say before we moved on from the web series, uh, Cicely Amike, she also has a docu- documentary series on the on YouTube as well. The first one she did was called Strolling, and she's looking at Afro-Europeans um, in Britain. And she has like four different uh, series of these, because that one takes place in um, England. The There's also one in France. There's one in the Netherlands, and there's now one in Italy. So she's looking at all types of different Afro-Europeans, and they're all called different things. But the thing is, my pronunciation sucks, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I really don't want to fuck up the pronunciation <laughs> on any of these. But I'll just say that the one in France starts with an F, the one in the Dutch one starts with a W, and the Italian one starts with a P, but I think they all mean strolling in their respective languages. So. All right. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's great that um, so many women are finding the means to create their own web series and tell their own stories yes. instead of waiting for somebody to, uh, you know... Um, water it down and, and tell it for us yeah so to all these ladies we give a big right, check out these series yeah so how to get away with murder Whew. these last two eps are some what is what what is this show the show I don't know I don't know. It's like I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like everybody's playing a different game. Yeah. Everybody's got a different con on each other and it's just it's getting confusing now. Yeah. Now Nate's wife. I don't know what was oh. was she serious or was she testing Annalise? I don't, I don't know. Would be really or was fun. she trying to like get her in trouble, the way that she um, uh, got Nate in trouble? I was wondering, was that some? Because I felt like she was being set up. I'm like she. I, I really just felt like she was being set up for something, but she didn't fall for it. No. I'm like, thing is though, I don't know if Nate's wife will be in it with him, or if she's in it with somebody else, or if she just wants revenge. Yeah, she might be in it. So, yeah, I don't even know anymore. It's like everybody's running games on people, and I, I can't keep track. I need a chart. I need a flow chart. Yeah, because it's like Bonnie. I don't know what's up with Bonnie anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Oh, oh, she's copping to a murder she didn't even do. But <sighs> I was wondering why she did that. But I'm like, I think Annalise made her do it because Annalise already knew knows. And at least I already knew that Asher was uh, about to, you know, turn them in. But well, they all knew. But I'm like, how did Bonnie do that on her own? Then go to Annalise, or did Annalise make her do this? I'm like, Ooh. well, if Annalise made her do it, there would be no reason for that scene where, you know, Bonnie's in front of Annalise saying, you know, I, I didn't have time. I had, I had to do oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then Annalise said, if you say one more, there's nothing else you can say that will make me hate you any less. Or I was like, 
Okay. Damn. Oh, wait. Bonnie trying to... Hold up. Bonnie's trying to get... <laughs> is Bonnie trying to get Emily's forgiveness again? Oh, my God. She's trying to get something. Pat on the back, a cookie, whatever. Um... <laughs> Bonnie just has an obsession with Annalise. Yeah. 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 And and Annalise kind of kind of exploits it and kind of Yeah. Doesn't because she doesn't see how far it goes. Yeah. I think. I don't how can she not see? I don't know. She's so clear eyed about a lot of things that are going on, but how she can't see. Yeah. But I think with Bonnie, uh, spoiler alert uh, by now, because at the end of the last show, we find out Bonnie was molested as a kid. Now, I know a lot of people are rolling their eyes at that, but I'm thinking that if they write this correctly, it can work. Because to me, that would explain why Annalise kind of keeps Bonnie around and why she, she is a bit protective of her and keeps her in that circle, because she understands and so, I mean, I, I know everyone, you know, hates that, you know, kind of trope of coming from trauma and ending up doing, you know, horrible things or, you know, just having, you know, these kind of types of complexes that Bonnie has. But it would make sense why she and Annalise, you know, have each other like the way they do. See, I don't know. Thing is, though, I don't know if Bonnie knows what happened to Annalise. That's, you know, what's confusing me right now. But in this way I can see since Annalise knows what happened to Bonnie and she has like this videotape evidence of what was happening to her why she won't why she won't throw Bonnie away and Bonnie said in a previous episode that you know Annalise saved her and you know Annalise doesn't want to make her let her forget it that you know that she saved Bonnie yeah so there's a whole lot of hero worship going on and yeah. all kinds of other stuff and also it's like they were both in love with the same guy and she maybe that's kind of one one way that Bonnie is understanding Annalise because they were both manipulated by Sam I don't think I don't think Bonnie was ever in love with Sam She, I, I don't know if she was in love but she kind of did have this attachment to him she really she, she did because remember when he she doesn't stop him when he um, makes a move on her. And it's like, I don't know, maybe she could have froze. Because, you know, she's been through that scenario, and, you know, but I don't know. But I think somewhere with him, you know, doing his dirt the way he did, that's kind of one way they understand each other. He probably tried to manipulate them both, but I think yeah. um, I think Bonnie all, only ever had eyes for uh, Annalise. I mean, this whole awkward sex thing with Asher is just, <laughs> I don't know, I really see him as her beard. Um, wow. I just, I just don't, there's a reason why it was so awkward at first. Because I don't think this this woman has had much or any sex with a dude. I think with Asher too, it's also convenience. He was convenient. Convenient dick. Okay. Yeah. Like, why not? He's here. Why the fuck not? You know. In case of emergency. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. So 
funny on that. Oh, girl. Girl, girl, girl. We are about to get some fan fiction out of I don't know where, but we're about to get it. Laurel and Michaela is almost canon. Just saying. That's why we're about to get the fan fiction. (laughs) Because it's like, wait a minute, who, which one of them mentioned an orgy? Because like, if we're going to go to jail, of course it was Connor. And then... But it was so funny because Michaela thought she was about to, you know, get, you know, get a zinger. Oh, what you got to help me with that? He was like, I'm willing to try. I'm like, ooh. And then Laurel was like, uh, she's mine. She's mine. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! They all want to fuck Michaela. <laughs> fic writers just pump their fists in the air. So many <laughs> fic writers just did that. Wait a minute! Um, I just say how happy I am that it's Michaela that everybody is pointing at. Now I'm sleeping with her. No, no, no! I got it. No, no, me. No. Look at her. Look at her. I'm just. But, and I don't know why Wes is like not trying to get in on this, but uh, uh, he's Wes is. Because Wes is, I don't Wes know. is, he's trying to run all these games, trying to think he's Annalise Jr. or something like that, but oh he is not, because Levi is a loose cannon, and um, I think Annalise and Frank set him up to get arrested, just to get him out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where yeah. did that pile of money come from, though? I don't know. See... Let me tell you this. Frank is now my all-time favorite goon. Oh, God. Frank is... We can talk about him and his beard later, but... Oh, Frank, Frank is the greatest. Because I'm like, cause as soon as, you know, you saw that cocaine or whatever, you know, meth mm-hmm. in Levi's trunk, I'm like, Frank went to work. <laughs> Frank went to work and... I, and I'm like, plus also, it's like they said, he's smarter than that. You know he's not going to leave, you know, a whole body, you know, in a suitcase somewhere for somebody to find. You know, they see, they kind of know Wes is not up to any good right now. They already know that. They knew it before, um, you know, they found out about him and, you know, Levi together. And plus, Annalise has already seen him with Nate. So she's already got Frank covering his bases and so set him up with the, the the drugs and now it's like let let Wes find the um the money but I'm like there was he found out about this key and I'm like why would Frank just leave that key laying around you know for no good reason unless he was trying to he wouldn't him. exactly um wow it's like uh, he West really thought he was running something. He really thought he was running game with Levi and Nate and everything like that. He thought he had a conspiracy going, and um, Annalise shut that whole shit down yes. in an episode. Yeah, but it's like all the goodwill that West built up with me last season. It's he's just he's losing it, just totally losing it because it's like everybody's saying. He's, he's directing all of his, you know, animosity, and he's trying to, he's, the people he's trying to hurt are Annalise and Michaela. Well, maybe not trying to hurt them, well, he's trying to hurt Annalise, but maybe he was not trying to hurt Michaela, but he was willing, you know, to let her, you know, get caught up with Levi. Yeah, he was willing to let her be collateral damage. Yeah. 
which is gross. And, um, yeah, I don't, he's not the puppy anymore, and I'm not sure if he ever really was. Yeah. He's a scheming little so-and-so. We um, still don't know anything about Wes. Yeah. So, I need this, so I think we're, we need to see the case. What, what did they get all that money from a, from a case? From a case that Annalise won, or some, what? Um... I don't know. Um, this is this is weird. This is the season where you know the kids are getting restless and Connor's trying to talk back and Connor sabotaged a case of Annalise's yeah. and uh, it's like all the kids are you know they're they're trying to talk back to the parents and oh um, God. parents are shutting it down. Oh my God, Connor. It's, I don't know how this is happening, but it's getting to the point I'm liking Connor better than most of the other ones. Yo, he, he just straight, he almost jacked Levi up. Was Levi came after Michaela, Connor stepped right up. Connor, of all people, Connor was the one to defend Michaela. And like, after he spent most of season one making fun of her, yeah. belittling her. Yeah. This is a quite a turnaround. I know, and he just no. I mean, like, I just kind of had to respect that though. He's like, "Don't you put your hands on her." I mean, and he meant that shit. And I'm like, "Oh, like this is why I need <laughs> I need Jack Fallahi and Aisha Naomi King to do like some sort of side thing like that because I don't. They like each other. <laughs> I, I think you mean Thirst McGurst. Yeah, <laughs> first and first. I'm like they, they, they. Oh my God, they would be so great on screen just together, mm-hmm. two of them. But yeah, plus also I just love you know that moment anyway because I'm already pretty protective of Michaela anyway because there's just so much white. I understand where she's coming from and so I'm just glad to see somebody just kind of step up and like don't touch because I'm. One, I was just really mad, you know, to know that she's someone, like, at this point in her life, she does want, you know, her own, um, she's trying to get, like, these things in her life, and one of the things that, you know, she's, that they were showing with her this season, she's trying to get, you know, you know, her own, uh, sexuality and her own sexual pleasure, and she's trying to work toward that, and so, to find out that the guy that she was with was, you know, fucking with her like that that has to be a really, you know, really horrible thing. And I'm like, like I said, I'm really protective of her. And so I'm glad that now she knows, you know, who this is, you know, what this is and all. I hope, and I hope she beats Wes's ass for it. Yeah. Somebody she, needs to beat his ass for it. Yeah. Sorry, she, Wes. She and Connor can beat his ass. Tag team. Yeah. Yep. I don't care. Wes needs to, Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he was wrong for that. I mean, yeah. the woman, Michaela's already been manipulated enough by yes. this in this arena of her life for it to ha- for her for him to let it happen again. See, this is why I need her and Annalise to connect some more. So. I'm surprised Connor is still alive though after sabotaging one of her cases. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, he was right, but still, you don't do that to Annalise, Katie. 
Kind of better sleep with one eye open for the rest of the life. He better stay life. woke, yeah. He better stay woke. Yep. Um, Connor. Yeah. Connor, and, you... and Annalise's, you know, the rose has lost its bloom with Wes. I don't think she's, you know, she's sigh-eyeing the fuck out of him, too. And he better mm. sleep with one eye open, too. Cause, yep. Because, uh, you know... She she's she's hip to your games. She doesn't. She knows you're not the puppy that you make yourself out to be. Yeah. And um, she will shut you down. Yep. And she will use Frank to do it. Oh God. Oh my God, Frank. <laughs> he is he is that do dirt dude who is down to do dirt anytime. Like, whatever you want. What does Annalise have on him? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Frank, he seems to know some law stuff, but I don't know exactly what he knows. It's like he he knows enough law to get around it. Basically, he knows, yeah. It's like he knows how to do the dirt, and he knows how to get away with it. And I'm like, but I'm totally here for that. I am so here for that. Oh boy, that's Enda's corner on Twitter. <laughs> that is, that is not me. That's all Enda's corner. She Look, likes these, saying, she likes these shady, shady characters, these shady, dirty characters. All I'm yeah. saying, if I need some dirt done, I know who to call. Yeah. I can get my dirt, then I can get my broke back, my back broke. Okay. Gee, oh my God. <laughs> but you oh. saw it. But you saw that, right? Oh my god. You saw it. Yeah, I couldn't help but. <laughs> he had that big ass scene. He was he was tossing her every which way. Oh, yes he was. <laughs> Lord. Okay. He is like the only one that even gets close to what Nate does. I would rather have seen Nate and Annalise. But Nate is mad now yeah. Nate ain't giving us Nate ain't giving us you know that view of that back right now and I'm like okay look you need to either go ahead and forgive Annalise or just have like angry sex with her <laughs> oh god anyway um... <laughs> just have angry sex with her one more time like okay now I'm done with you I'm like but as long as I get that one last time <laughs> nah he, he won't nah that's like potato that's like Lay's potato chips we can't just have it one, have one. But it's like the thing is though, I I don't I'm still not sure if Nate is still really is actually trying to be done with her or if he's still conflicted. Because I'm like, because I think it's, it does kind of seem like he's still just kind of like stringing her along a bit until he can you know get her. Because he still seems to want revenge. But I'm like, maybe he still has feelings. I don't know. I don't know what anybody's doing anymore. They're all running games. They're all lying to each other. And I can't keep it straight. I was so confused. Yeah. I watched the last episode two times. <laughs> I still can't really tell you what the fuck happened. I don't this show is like... I don't know. It started, it started the season snatching my edges. And now I just... Can't grow new ones. Yeah, come on, sit there. No more edges to snatch. I yeah, and that was just confusing me. No, we're not, and we're not even halfway through. This is scary. Yeah, but I'm like, and the case is just getting 
the the Hapstall case is just getting um, worse and worse. Uh, you know, they they the testimony somehow stayed in. Mm-hmm. Um, the biased testimony somehow stayed in because um, the the um, audio that Oliver hacked from the police department was um, uh, dismissed and they're gonna look into that which means <coughs> he might get he might get caught he might not oh um, they could not do this to Oliver yeah he's got enough to deal with and, yeah um, it's just there there are a lot of plates in the air and goodness they're going to crash really hard really soon and um maybe when they do some of this shit will finally make sense but until then (laughs) i'll just be watching this show and scratching my head and trying to trying to work out this flow chart of lies because i need one to figure out why bonnie is lying about the murder she didn't do instead of trying to cover up the one that she did and I just I don't know (laughs) I don't know and why Frank still hasn't told Annalise about Lila and I just I don't understand I don't understand anything but it better come clear soon (laughs) because I don't like being this far in the dark (laughs) it's like you can't trust anybody on this show nobody has clear intentions um, not even I'm not even looking for good intentions I'm just looking for clear under clear intentions that I can freaking understand um, I, I just don't know anymore because it's like I mean it's like I can't even read Annalise anymore I'm like is she really just falling apart or is she still playing with people I just don't know anymore <laughs> I don't either I can't I don't think I've ever been able to really read her, but now even less so. So Yeah. <laughs> but it looks like Michaela dropped Levi really soon after and went on to and oh, moved yeah. on to that Hapstall brother, which Caleb. Go ahead. Yeah. Upgrade. I'm like, okay. upgrade. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so an upgrade. So get it. Right. But I might he might be a murderer, but you know, hey. I'm like, I'm like the girl went and proved that she's a virgin, and I'm like, so that doesn't mean ew. they didn't get down. Yeah, ew. one ew. <laughs> one, like I mean, what kind um, of test proves that? Yeah, and, it's, and, people, like people say, uh, you can't prove um, a tongue. You can't, yeah, you can't test throats. Yep, exactly. Um, or. I mean, I guess you could, Lord, I don't need, let, anyway, let your <laughs> minds wander to where they're wandering, where yeah. minds are wandering. I mean, you could probably test the other thing, but why? And like also uh, everybody else is saying, you, sports can also break a hymen too, like all that activity can break a hymen, so that doesn't mean anything. It really does not mean anything at all. I mean, the fact that you even went to take a test and are trying to use that as proof means that 
the over it's the overwhelming consensus is that you're you're doing your brother and you're it's no test is gonna be able to take that out of their minds now yep also I mean doesn't this is not necessarily just a sexual thing either if it looks like you just in love with them I mean come on it's doesn't necessarily have to do with you know did you have sex with them or not so um oh this show is a mess um, I know <laughs> I mean I kind of like the messy but it's like still it's like I'm just like what is even going on now it is really messy it is <laughs> super messy So it is super messy this season I just I can't keep it all straight so that is your how to get away with murder recap yeah which was just as messy as the show enjoy (laughs) (laughs) and um check out uh inda's live tweets of the show um (laughs) on thursday nights and uh um uh, that's it and we'll um i guess if we want to do talk about the print we we should talk about Detective Strong back. <laughs> Billy Brown. Bless him. Yes, because he is blessed. Yes, two hands. <laughs> yes. Two hands. I guess we ought to uh, explain it if we're going <laughs> to feature him. Yes. When we say two hands, it's because of the scene last season where um, uh, Nate's, Nate is... Um, taken to prison um, because he's framed for Sam's murder and um, he's asked to undress and you know um, you know prepare for all of these cavity searches and uh, stuff like that and then he's showered down um, and he's he's you know asked to hold his uh, jewels and it takes two hands Everybody ain't able. Uh, oh, some no. people, it you know, for a lot of people, it probably only takes one hand to, yeah. uh, you know. But for him, it took two, and uh, you know, Inda and I picked up on that. Um, <laughs> maybe because we spend an inordinate amount of time staring at gift sets <laughs> of that scene. <laughs> It's like I feel slightly slimy considering the context, but it's like yeah. still like bruh. <laughs> Two hands. Also, them thighs. Maybe mm. we should have um, a separate segment for them thighs because thighs. Mm, I'm like yummy. I'm like I would let you crush me. <laughs> At in this corner. This is, the, the the thoughts expressed by Indolorn are not. <laughs> she don't speak for me, not all the time, especially okay. not about that. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, we miss we miss the um, we miss the uh, seeing Detective Scrong back in his element, which is. It. 
shirtless. I know got so much half naked Billy Brown last season, and it was glorious. Yes, I appreciated it very much, and we need it in season two. Bring us back to your former glory. We need it. Yes, 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 yes. Show Annalise what she been missing. Yes, Lord. She been, you know, she been missing it. That's why she can't stop coming to see you. Exactly, bro. And now you got that beat cop uniform on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can do some things. Play bad cop. Oh God. <laughs> At in this corner. <laughs> At in this corner. Look, look, we're enjoying Charlie Weber right now. We really are, but I'm like, it just does not compare to Detective Scrongback. Okay. Who's, not. I guess, Officer Scrongback now, because um, he got demoted. But uh, and he took that job finally. He said he wasn't going to take that job, but he finally took it, I guess. You know, brother's got to eat. And, um, still, still messed up uh, how Annalise framed him. Uh, there had to be another way to do that. But, uh, whew, um, I just need to figure out whether he's over it and wants Annalise back. He. I think, I think there had to be some reason why he was outside of her house when Eve, when Eve, um, was leaving. Mm-hmm. Was he coming by to say, what was he coming by for? Was he just tailing her because? Oh, no. Or because he wanted to get that old thing back. But, anyways, that's, that's. We already did our recap. Yeah. This now it's time for this weekend at print. Um, sorry, <laughs> tangent. Uh, this is how this is how this show takes over our minds. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, we need we need more of that print in season two. Yes. Um, that print, that back, all ooh, of it. Ooh, just he's just a good nice. <laughs> that voice. Oh. Mm. Violet Davis is like the luckiest freaking woman. Yes. Got all that. All that. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> From the first episode. Yes. Bless. Bless, bless, bless. Anyway, um. So, we want to thank you, Billy Brown, for all that you do and all the eye candy that you provide. And, uh,. You know, hope you stay around. Yes. And you know, let I, let Annalise know what's up. Yep. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I still gotta figure out how he's working with the Scooby Doo gang, and they all know now. But anyway. <laughs> See, yeah, that's another, that's another mystery. Oh my gosh, my head, it's gonna explode. Yep. Oh. Woman is vocab. Yeah. Okay. So, well, today's woman is vocab word is accountability. Accountability simply means expectations for taking responsibility for one's own actions. Accountability becomes murky where power dynamics are involved with those in privileged positions, often becoming reluctant to take responsibility for words or actions that harm marginalized people. 
This often comes in the form of using language that reinforces the hierarchy with no attempt at understanding why such language is harmful and no attempt to stop harmful behaviors in language. And I hope I have not done that already. I don't think so. Okay. Um, but um, why this word this week? Is it based on anything that made you think of it? Or? I don't know. I think I was kind of thinking about who we could do like for Catch the Fade, but we, we didn't do that. And, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. Well, you know, <laughs> Raven Simone can Catch the Fade. Um, who else has been popping off at the mouth without any thought? Um, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, sad to say. Yep. Um, none of those people really want to be accountable for their words and actions. Uh, even when they, they hurt people. And yep. This blatantly hurt marginalized people and, um, Ellen's example. Um, so, uh, all of those can catch the fade. Um, um, so thank you for the one minute slow cap and, uh, we'll move on to our black girl commandments, which is thou shalt tell your own stories. Don't rely on anyone to tell them for you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. So take us out, Inda. All right. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Black Girl Squee. If you want to contact either of us, you can catch us on Twitter at Black Girl Squee. Uh, you can catch us individually. I am at Ender's Corner, and Dee Dee is at Dust Daughter. If you want to uh, follow her, I think you have to be uh, approved. You can also find us on Tumblr at blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com. You can email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. And you can also find us on iTunes. And if you catch us there, please uh, leave us a review. We like iTunes reviews. So Yes. Yay. Yeah. Alright, so until next time. Bye. Bye. Damn it, Dee Dee! You hadn't seen that one? Yeah, but I'm like, well, I'm, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> it's staring at me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, oh. what is his deal? Girl. It's, it's like, the pinstripe suits. What was he? 
Um, those 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 look like leggings. Those didn't look like slacks. <laughs> they look like freaking leggings. Straight suits, and I'm like, bruh. They were so freaking tight. <laughs> it's like they say he's not even being subtle anymore. He just, like, dude, go go do some porn. <laughs> you want to show us this badly? Just we will follow you. We, you will you have a built-in audience who wants to see this shit. I mean, damn, it's like it's like it's like it's trying to bust out. I'm like, are you like always in a state of excitement or? <laughs> I, mean, I don't see any kittens around. Why would he? <laughs> He's thinking about it. Oh God! And you know the in the tie that's askew. That's really not helping. Oh, oh he does this shit on purpose. He's terrible. Terrible. Whew. It's really. It's like below the into his zippers and it's like creasing his pants it's I need I need to know what's going on I have never been so curious about what's going on he wants us to know what's going on yeah like dude we need to find you one of those damn artsy NC-17 directors who just wants to make the next great film about whatever white dude exploring his sexuality does and just get you a full frontal Michael Winterbottom does that who did the libertine shit I don't know I mean <laughs> the, the libertine was kind of it could have been it could have been more but Johnny Depp was old yeah but it's like cause that would totally be the role yeah Okay, Libertine was Lawrence Dunmore. Shit, we just need to find him Neil Jordan. Neil yeah. Jordan. Neil Jordan would definitely put him in a forefront of role. Yeah, who put who who did um all of Ewan's or most of Ewan's? Oh shit. I know one, but he's... I don't think he's live anymore. Peter Greenaway... Oh. ...did, um... The Pillow Book. All right. Oh, but this last one he did... What was it? Young Adam, was it called? Wait a minute. Ewan McGregor's gonna be in a film called Porno. Oh, yeah, he stopped trying to do the art movies, huh? He just went straight for it, huh? Okay. All right. You know who needs to be in that movie then? I'm sorry. We need to get a hold of Luke. Save and be like, yeah. your client needs to be a part of this movie. Oh, man. Because <laughs> he's threatening to be the new Dirk Diggler in these, in these tight ass pants. I'm sorry. That just made me laugh. Oh shit, who did Velvet Go my Todd Todd Haynes. Mm. Put him in a Todd Haynes film. If he's in a Todd Haynes film, he'll be gay and naked. I have nothing against either one of that. 
you just want to see somebody <laughs> getting their back broke. <laughs> getting I'll it blown li- out. I, I'll <laughs> live carelessly through you. Oh my god. Oh my god. Look, there's a reason I actually watched that scene over and over with uh, Howard Charles and that dude in that in that really confusing ass film that kind of makes no sense. But hey, I don't need to know why. Um, that's between you and your God. Um. <laughs> between me and my threesome God. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. And I'm going to put it this way. Tom Hardy, I've, I, I wasn't looking for it, but I've seen him for a frontal already. You know, wow. I didn't know it was going to be like that. But and the verdict is? Uh, enough. Okay. Verdict is enough. Mm-hmm. He's about average, you know. Hey, not mad. No. Not I, don't, I don't need, I don't need ten. No, because ten might, I don't yeah, ten might uh, break me. Damage. <laughs> ten might do some damage, but you know, about average, they get right where they're supposed to be. Lord have mercy, Jesus. But they do. Oh my God. Okay. So how much do you think Tom's working with? Tom's working with porn star average. Which porn is star. like ten. Yeah, about nine, ten. That's porn star average. That's too much. Well, you, you got to work with it. I'll yeah, just gotta adjust. Yes. Mm-hmm. Breathe through it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, which? No. Wait, and we're talking we're talking about the same Tom right here, right? Oh, you're talking about yeah, we're talking about Hiddlesbrook. Oh, okay, yeah. Hiddlesbrook was above average, <laughs> above the average man. He's porn star average, which is bigger than the average man. Yes. Why does he wear it? He knows he, he knows that the thing is putting a dent in all of his you know, he, nicely he, pressed and suits and he's just proud. He's just really proud. If God. you was a dude and you was packing that too, you would be proud as well. That's how dudes are. Wow, he's just and look at his little face. His little innocent smile when he's so far from innocent. Yeah, innocent. He just knows how to play that role. Yeah. He ugh. just stay fucking with us. I know. Somebody needs to. Somebody needs. I, w- I wonder if an interviewer has ever just said, "Look, what's up with these pants?" <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to press him on the print. I bet if somebody was like, look, deal, you will deal. Yeah. And we're trying to deal, but. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, like, I, hard. it's like, I got an anaconda right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What if, what if, what if that was, what if you use that as a weapon on Skull Island? <laughs> Hey, for this scene, we need you to whip your dick out <laughs> and spin it like a helicopter. 
how we're going to fight King Kong. Ready? <laughs> Ready. Tim and I have King Kong. <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on oh, me. Okay. <laughs> it so fast he would cause a dick nato <laughs> oh god the caca cane <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me think of candy cane before I think of oh never mind um but caca cane is perfect for helicopter dick though 